Well, praise the Lord today. It's great to be in the Lord's house. This past week, as many of you know, we had Vacation Bible School here at Christ City. I just want to thank all the volunteers and workers for taking the time, taking the time to seed into the lives of a generation on the rise. When the Bible becomes your vacation, these young ones just attended vacation Bible school, and I thought to myself, what would it be like if for each and every one of us the Bible became a vacation? You know, your getaway your place of rest and your place of peace, your place of rejuvenation and adventure and enjoyment. If we could all get to the place where the Bible becomes our vacation. In a world filled with darkness, in a world of work and toil, a world of unrest, In a world of reports and reporting and certainties and uncertainties, in a world of earthly pleasures and natural getaways, the Lord has an answer for us and a getaway that is ever at our disposal. It's always available, it's always attainable always accessible and always reachable. It's like a vacation one can ever slip away to. A place, a destination. And it's not relegated to a certain number of weeks in a year or a certain number of days, you say. Sounds unthinkable. Sounds too good to be true. Well, the vacation I'm talking about, it it may not be the answer you've sought for. However, it's the answer you need. It's the answer we all need. Matthew 4, 4, but he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Obviously, we need it to live, and to live right. The message paraphrased, Jesus answered by quoting Deuteronomy, it takes more than bread to stay alive. It takes a steady stream of words from God's mouth. The day-to-day grind, the responsibilities, the pressures, the flow of living, And there is a steady stream available, and it's a stream that ministers life. The words of Charles Spurgeon, I was sitting one day in the new forest under a beech tree. I like to look at the beech and study it, as I do many other trees, for every tree has its own peculiarities and habits. 
its special ways of twisting its boughs and growing its bark and opening its leaves and so forth. As I looked up at that beach and admired the wisdom of God in making it, I saw a squirrel running round and round the trunk and up the branches, and I thought to myself, ah, this beech tree is a great deal more to you than it is to me, for it is your home, your living, your all. Its big branches were the main streets of his city, and its little boughs were the lanes. Somewhere in that tree he had his house, and the beech mast was his daily food. He lived on it. Well now, the way to deal with God's Word is not merely to contemplate it or to study it as a student does, but to live on it as that squirrel lives on his beech tree. Let it be to you spiritually your house, your home, your food, your medicine, your clothing, the one essential element of your soul's life and growth. There are some whom I know who take God's word and play with it. They are interested in its narratives. They study its histories in the light of modern research, and so on. But it was not meant merely for such a purpose as that. Loaves of bread are not put on the table for you to carve them into different shapes simply to look at. They are intended to be eaten. That is the proper use for bread, and that is the proper use for God's Word. Does the Bible not say, Jeremiah 15, 16, your words were found, and I ate them? And your word was to me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. For I am called by your name, O Lord of hosts. The voice Bible reads, when I discovered your words, I ate them up. They were my great joy and my heart's delight. I am yours and I bear the name of the eternal God, commander of heavenly armies. Have you read Job 23, verse 12? I have not departed from the commandment of his lips. I have treasured the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. More than my appointed portion. I have treasured your words, Lord. That's how much they mean to me. More important, more worth than necessary food. We need the Bible. We need the Word of God, for the Word of God is so many things. Psalm 119, verse 105, your Word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. You know, if we fully realized how desperately we need the Word of the Lord, things would change. <laughs> Not only realized and recognized that we so desperately need the Word of the Lord, but then fall in line with action. 
How desperately we need the word of the Lord, the getaway that it brings, the rest, the peace, the rejuvenation, the adventure, the enjoyment, and the freedom. Ask, when's the last time we took the vacation and booked in and sat down and traveled to places only the word of the Lord can take us? When we stepped out into places we never knew exist, or places we indeed have been before that have left a lasting mark upon our lives. Not just a quick read to check a box or to calm conscience. And yet there are times, even moments in our living, when all we have is a moment to slip away. And what a miracle that takes place. You say sometimes it feels like work. Reading the Bible. You call it a getaway. Place of rest and peace and rejuvenation and freedom. Say sometimes it feels like work. Well, the truth, vacations require effort and even work. Any parent knows the cleaning before you leave, the readying the house, the cost of preparation, the time, the energy, the packing, the planning. You know, the Word of God is like a vacation. Sometimes there's a cost to pay. And there's preparation of the heart and so on. Sometimes it requires more travel time. And sometimes there are delays. Ever experienced a delay? I've experienced the cost and the preparation and the time and the delays of travel in the natural. And yet, I've gone again. <laughs> I wonder if there's anyone in the house today, have you stopped going because of these? Stop going to the Word of God. The reality concerning this vacation I'm talking about, slipping away into the Word of God at any moment, any time. We all have the means to travel any time. We all have the funds to do so. We all have the passport. I wonder, is the Bible your vacation? You know when you go on vacation and you've had the time of your life and it's all you talk about? You tell of all the details, everything that took place sharing with others. You know, I thought about it this week. 
The Bible is one vacation I'll recommend every time. I've recommended other vacations to natural destinations. People say, I need a break. I need some enjoyment, some rejuvenation. I've recommended these vacations, these places that I like to head to. It hasn't gone so well for people. They weren't expecting all the walking. I mean, who likes to sit on a beach and relax? No rest for the wicked and the righteous don't have time. The beach is great. I'm just playing with you. I remember an individual, they came, they're like, where should we go? I said, go to New York City. It's amazing. I love it. And they came back. Their feet hurt. They complained about that. Their legs were sore. What did you get me into? I should have gone to Mexico. And they listed off all these other places. And so since then, I simply let people decide for themselves. You know, I honestly believe that some need more vacation time. Bible vacation time. But we slip away and get into the Word and we are taking on the greatest adventures. We get into the Word and we begin, we begin to read. We begin to read within the pages of the Bible and there are found clues and secrets and directions on where to find solace and rest and joy and rejoicing. We begin to read and we travel through the book. We're traveling through the pages and we come to scriptures like Psalm 84, and I'm going to read from the message paraphrase. What a beautiful home, God of the angel armies. I've always longed to live in a place like this. Always dreamed of a room in your house where I could sing for joy to God alive. Birds find nooks and crannies in your house. Sparrows and swallows make nests there. They lay their eggs and raise their young. Wise examples. Singing their songs in the place where we worship. God of the angel armies, King God, how blessed are they to live and sing there. And how blessed are those in whom you live, whose lives become roads you travel. They wind through lonesome valleys, come upon brooks, discover cool springs and pools brimming with rain. God traveled. These roads curve up the mountain, and at the last turn, Zion. God in full view, God of the angel armies, listen. O oh God of Jacob, open your ears, I'm praying. Look at our shields glistening in the sun. Our faces shining with the gracious anointing, your gracious anointing. One day spent in your house, this beautiful place of worship, Beats thousands spent on Greek island beaches. I'd rather scrub floors in the house of my God than be honored as a guest in the palace of sin. All sunshine and sovereign is God. Generous in gifts and glory, he doesn't scrimp with his traveling companions. It's smooth sailing all the way with God of the angel armies. What words? whose lives become roads you travel. You know, I guess the Lord likes to travel too. 
Some vacations are longer than others. We know it's true. Think in the natural. Some vacations are longer than others. Listen to these words. There are some of God's words that are very short, but they contain an abundance of food for the soul. I have sometimes stood still as I have been looking at a text, and I have felt like Jonathan when he found the honey. I could not eat it all. I could only dip my rod into it and taste it. And I wanted to call you all up to see if you could clear this wood, which was so laden with sweetness. At other times on my way home, the master has given me a feast on the road, and I have laughed to myself again and again for very joy of heart over some precious passage out of which fresh light has broken to cheer my spirit and make me glad in the Lord. Oh, keep to the word, my brothers. Keep to it as God's word and is coming out of his mouth. Suck it down into your soul. You cannot have too much of it. Feed on it day and night, for thus, for thus will God make you live. For thus will God make you to live the life that is life indeed. Are you in the house today and you're feeling weary? Slip away. Are you alive today in the earth and you're feeling the pressure? Slip away. Are you feeling burdened? Slip away. Are you feeling stripped of faith? Well, slip away and have your faith renewed. Romans 10, 17, so then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Anyone here today feeling the filth of the world, seeking as a garment to cloak and shroud your living? Slip away. John 17, 17, sanctify, that is, set them apart by your truth. Your Word is truth. The Bible is the answer for all of us, no matter our age. You know, I wonder, is there any young person in the house today perhaps feeling the pull, being led astray? If young people would read their Bibles more, they would not be so easily turned aside as they are now. And they need to pray. <laughs> Young people, you must pray, for your passions are strong, but your wisdom is little. We need the Word of God. Make the Word of God our getaway. Psalm 119, verses 9 to 16, how can a young person, a young man, a young woman cleanse their way? By taking heed according to your word. With my whole heart I have sought you. Oh, let me not wander from your commandments. Your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your statutes. 
With my lips I have declared all the judgments of your mouth. I have rejoiced in the way of your testimonies as much as in all riches. I will meditate on your precepts and contemplate your ways. I will delight myself in your statutes. I will not forget your word. We read other translations, the voice. How can a young person remain pure? Good question. Only by living according to your word. The message paraphrased, how can a young person live a clean life? By carefully reading the map of your word. Don't you normally use maps on vacation? I mean, I prefer a paper map. Not so much on a natural vacation. But concerning this vacation, get yourself a paper Bible. Work in the Word. It goes on in the message. Be blessed, God. Train me in your ways of wise living. I'll transfer to my lips all the counsel that comes from your mouth. I delight far more in what you tell me about living than in gathering a pile of riches. I ponder every morsel of wisdom from you. I attentively watch how you've done it. I relish everything you've told me. You've told me of life. I won't forget a word of it. Now, there may be some here that are saying right now, great message. It's been all right. Making the Bible your vacation, your place of getaway, rest, slip away, rejuvenation, freedom, all these things. And you say, I've tried what you're prescribing and it hasn't worked. Well, what advice can I give? Try staying a little longer. You say it hasn't worked. I slip into the Word. Try staying a little longer. Extend the stay. Tack on some more time. Go more often to the Word of God. Slip away more often. I love the scripture found in the book of Acts. Acts 17, verse 11. These were more fair-minded, that is noble, than those in Thess Thessalonica, in that they received the word with all readiness and searched the scriptures daily to find out whether these things were so. How's your connection with the Bible, with the Word of God. We so desperately need it. What of Joshua 1.8? This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. Shall be constantly in it, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. I simply want to encourage you to fall in love with the Word of God. 
to turn to the Word of God, to live your life in the Word of God and out of the Word of God, to make the Word of God your retreat, your place of rest, your place of rejuvenation, your place of adventure. Get in the Word. And yes, as that squirrel lives on his beech tree, let it be to you spiritually your house, your home, your food, your medicine, your clothing, the one essential element of your soul's life and growth. Perhaps there's someone here today that doesn't so much like vacations. I remember one individual, he's now passed from this life, owned a mechanic shop on the north side. And he stated that the best part of a vacation was stepping through your front door at the end of it all. Well, I guess if that's your experience with vacation, and there is truth in what he said. If that's your experience with vacation, then make the Bible your house. Make the Bible your home, your dwelling place. Make the Bible all the rest. Read often. And throughout the day, those portions of Scripture that you've memorized, the honey you've sucked down deep, when you just need to slip away, Slip away, if even for a moment, and allow the Lord to work in your life. I want to share these words with you today. We can have the worship team return. The law of his God is in his heart. Take this expression as referring to the whole of Scripture. And I may truly say that it is the best thing. Oh, my brethren, what can be better for informing the understanding than the Word of God? Would you know God? Would you know yourself? Then search this book. Would you know time and how to spend it? Would you know eternity and how to be prepared for it? Then search ye this book. Would you know the evil of sin and how to be delivered from it? Would you know the plan of salvation and how you can have a share in it? This is the book which will instruct you in all these matters. There is nothing which a man needs to know for the affairs of his soul between here and heaven, of which this book will not tell him. Blessed are they that read it, both day and night. And especially blessed are they who read it with their eyes opened and illuminated by the divine Spirit. If you want to be wise unto salvation, select the Word of God, and especially the Spirit of God as your teacher. There is nothing else that is equal to the Bible for inflaming, sanctifying, and turning in the right direction all the passions of the soul. 
And if you want something more than enlightenment for the understanding and fullness of love to satisfy the heart, if you need practical directions for your everyday life, this book will supply you with them. In every part of the sea of life in which a man may be, if this his chart, he will not miss his way or suffer spiritual shipwreck. If you are a king, you might learn your duty here. And if you are a beggar or the poorest of the poor, you may find comfort and instruction here. Fathers, you may learn how to manage your households. Children, you may learn here the duties of your position in your various relationships. Servants, masters, husbands, wives, sick folk, people in robust health, ye who are poor and ye who are rich, this book is for you all. And when you consult it in the right spirit, when you consult it in the right spirit, it will talk with you. Into whatsoever condition you may happen to be cast, this book will follow you. It is such a wonderful book that it adapts itself to all sorts and conditions of men. It whispers softly by the sick man's bedside. And it has often called aloud as with a trumpet voice amidst the fury of the storm. It has a message for you while you are yet in the heyday of your youth and a promise for you when you lean upon your staff and totter to your grave. The Bible, the book, the everyday book, full of wisdom for every day in the week, all the year round. And when the circle of life is complete, you will see how the book was equally adapted to the children and to the aged man whose life is just closing. It's the book we all need. Fathers and mothers, get in the book. Read the book. Read the book. Let it instruct you on how to manage your households. Let it instruct you on how to manage your households. Individual, we were in a conversation this week talking about the raising of children. And we need the Bible to instruct us on how to manage our households properly. Because the goal is not just to raise good moral kids, but good Christian ones. And there's a difference. Those that have a passion for Jesus, a hunger and a thirst for Jesus, not just kids that are polite and have manners. You see the difference? There's a lot of polite kids in the world, well-mannered. I heard of a story just this week of an individual, the household he grew up in, and the father, like, you know, someone would enter the room and everybody had to stand up. And still to this day, it's like that, to show honor and respect to the person entering the room. A hat on at the dinner table, not happening in that house. 
But we're talking about more than just that. We want to raise good Christian kids, not just good moral kids. And you say, I don't know if there's much difference. Well, I'm telling you there is. There's a big difference. Have you ever been on a vacation and you need a vacation from your vacation? Man, I've been there. Slip away into the Word. You can't be like, hey, family, I'll come back in a few days <laughs> and pick you up. No, just slip away into the Word. and Just let the Word work. Let the Word work and come back. You know, a word of the Lord to some is they need a vacation to the Word from the vacations of their lifestyles. This form of Christianity with such loose connection to God's Word, such loose connection to the principles of God, there are some living today. And what they're trying to do is run, run on the promises of God and not the principles of God. But with principle comes promise, so be careful. Get in the Word and let the Word work. Let the Word work. Fall in love with the Bible. Make the Bible your vacation. This is the travel bug we all need to catch. Let's stand today. Lord, I pray that you would give us a new hunger for your word, a new thirst for your word, a new desire. And Lord, that we would cultivate it in our own life. We would become more committed to it. Lord, we'd spend more time there. God, we'd soon find out, soon find out that that's where the life is. That it speaks to every area of our living. We'd soon find out just how desperately we need the Word of God. And so, oh Lord, I pray that there would be a newfound connection with your word. And for those that are connected to your word, Lord, I pray for staying power. We know the forces that come in this life to distract. And God, I pray for those that are feeling like it's work. Yeah, there is a cost to pay. For those that are experiencing delay right now in their life, Lord, I pray that they would continue to travel to the word, not travel to other places, other means. We thank you for your beautiful word. Lord, I'm so thankful for all those in history that gave their lives for the book. How blessed we are to be able to have the book and to hold the book, open the book and read of the words of God. I pray for each of us that we would treasure it more than our necessary food. Make us a Bible people, Lord. Thank you, Jesus.